Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Core Report podcast. This episode is hosted by Grace Brenner and Blake Hindle. Today's episode is focused largely around the major, major news this past week regarding the changes to the LSAT uh, upcoming in the new testing cycle in 2024. Um, for those who are not familiar, Grace, I'm not sure if you're exactly familiar with what happened. I've just been doing some reading today in the past couple of days about what's been going on. Um, I found out in my um, LSAT course online about the new changes that's, that are coming up in the beginning of the 2024-2025 testing cycle with the August LSAT in 2024. Uh, this, this news is pretty critical because it is... Um, the result of a lawsuit that was filed in 2019 by some blind test takers that, that were taking the LSAT that had filed complaints about the specifically the logic games portion of the LSAT. Um, this lawsuit was centered around uh, accessibility concerns that were essentially based around discrimination for blind test takers based upon the nature of logic games. So for those who are unfamiliar with how logic games works, the basic mechanism is they are essentially uh, sorting games. So you'll be given a set of data like uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then you have to make um, different patterns, different organizations with the information you provided. And each question will give you different sorting rules of how to actually group and categorize the, the data that you're given. So in one section of 24, 25, potentially 26 questions, there will be five-ish games, each of which have uh, about four to five um, corresponding questions for each of those uh, data sets. Uh, so how that works is you have to group and categorize the information and essentially diagram in, I guess, what some people would call like a, like a flow chart or some way of grouping um, the set parameters uh, according to the rules. And th that same rule set can be applied to each question in the problem set group. Um, but for these specific test takers, they argued that it was discriminatory for them because they had trouble diagramming, which was a necessary element of um, completing the logic games in a, um, in a timely fashion, which is critical to the LSAT. So uh, they won the lawsuit in 2019. And part of the settlement that was reached with LSAC, the, the government, the governing um, committee for that that makes the LSAT exam for all school admissions council. Part of that agreement was that within four years, they would have to uh, make an amendment towards the logic game section. So um, up until this point, up until this next testing cycle, the test consists of four sections, um, one each of logical reasoning, logic games, and reading comprehension. And then there was an additional fourth section that would be one of those three sections, but it would be experimental. And you wouldn't know which of the duplicate sections would be experimental or not. You would just know there would be a second group that was one of those three categories. Uh, each of those were 35 minutes with about a 10, 15 minute intermission in between. So you'd have two sections of 35 minutes intermission and then another two sections following. Um, however, uh, the LSAC has decided that instead of replacing logic games with a different method of analytical reasoning, a different type of problem set, the current solution, which so far it seems that this is the permanent answer for, for LSAT, is to simply replace the logic game section with another logical reasoning section. Uh, 
So this would result in the LSAT comprise, being comprised solely of reading comprehension and logical reasoning, completely eliminating one third of the tests in terms of um, its uh, testing of different analytical reasoning methods. Um, so whereas before the test was comprised of three different question types, um, each therein divided up until 20 potentially different questions, specifically with logical reasoning, there will now just be two broad question types. Um, but up until this point, there was potentially, like I said, like I'd previously mentioned, three different question types with one being another set of either reading comprehension, logical reasoning, or logic games. Now, with it only being two, two different question types, there are two different possible combinations of tests that people can take from August 2024 onwards. That could be either one reading comprehension section and three logical reasoning sections, with one of those three logical reasoning sections being an experimental unscored section, which would essentially test um, new question types for future LSAT administrations. Um, or it would be two reading comprehension sections, one of those being score unscored and experimental, and two scored logic reasoning sections. So Grace, this, essentially the question they hear is, um, for people who have not yet taken the LSAT, now from the, the moment of this episode in the latter half of October, there are five more LSATs with the current format to be administered. So November, January, February, April, and then June. Um, you know, for those who are unaware, a testing cycle for the LSAT is from August to June. So the, they are leaving the LSAT unchanged and only implementing the change from August of next year onwards. Why they're doing that, I don't specifically know what the reasoning is, why they wouldn't just incorporate that. It doesn't seem to me that there is any negative downside from incorporating that change. Um, you know, from my standpoint, I'm assuming for most people who are planning on taking the LSAT, it seems confusing why they would wait to do so other than the possibility that they already have the tests designed to format it the way they want it to. Because from the LSAT's own posting, there should not be any change in the general score trend for each of these LSATs that are going to be administered in the future, but it will impact the individual score. So this is the question that I really wanted to break down for most people, and I'm assuming this is going to be the big question on most people's minds this next year, because there's only five more chances, five more tests to be administered where people can take LSATs uh, that have remained essentially unchanged in terms of content provided to test takers, meaning incorporating logic games as a section. Um, so the question is, for people who are either better at logic games or logical reasoning, it becomes a, a question of to take it or not to take it before the changes are administered. So essentially, I'm going to turn it to you and see what your general reaction is to the LSAT being changed in this next upcoming year and what you think about it for people who are uh, considering taking it or waiting. Because um, I, I know it is kind of a personal question uh, and it kind of reflects on the individual test takers' abilities. But what do you think people who are coming up, uh, planning on taking the LSAT in the future, 
does it make more sense to wait or does it take make more sense to just remain uh, locked into the program of study that incorporates preparation for the logic games? I think that's a good question. And I think as a junior and undergrad, it's very pertinent because a lot of people in my year have either like really, really been studying since like maybe last summer, like trying to study wood school, which is hard. Or like personally, I have barely started the process and I'm planning to do more so like the summer and go into it later, which I think it's really weird because like thinking about it now, you hear like logic games. That's like the like the evil word when people talk about the LSAT, like that's what everyone's so scared of. But I think honestly, like the new format of it, I think it sounds like when you think of it that way, like, oh, it sounds easier, like there won't be these really tough logic games and stuff like that. But I think it's hard because if you've been studying for a really long time, but you're like just about going to be ready for like the last of these tests with the logic games, it's tricky because like if you, I, I'm assuming like a big part of the studying is kind of like training your brain to answer those logic game type questions. So I think, I don't know. I think it's tricky because if it's something like you really prepared for it, it almost seems worth it to try and like either like go for one of those tests that's still going to have them or like even if that means like studying a little bit more than like your like studying like plan has you doing um but I think I, I think it's interesting because it really I'm, I don't know if they're going to make like the logical reasoning sections harder like if they're gonna how they're gonna if they're doing like two of them in a test like what's the like what are the differences going to be I, I don't know. It's kind of a hard question, especially having not really studied that much with the logic games themselves. Like I've done little ones just like for fun to like expose yourself to the test and stuff. But I think, I think the biggest question in regards to this question is like, how much have you studied and how ready will you be to take one of those tests before they change the format? Cause the last one, if it's in June will be right. the last one. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, like, it seems far away, but it's like, with, I don't know, like, usually people will find law school or working, like, still in undergrad or doing some other sort of like internship program. So it's tricky, because it becomes a question of like, is it worth it to take the test the way it is? Or is it going to be substantially easier? And I think that's something I, I don't really know. Yeah, that's, that's a huge part of the difficulty behind this whole, this whole thing. It's, it, it's actually kind of fascinating that they're doing it because, like I said, uh, ever since that that lawsuit was um, brought forward against LSAC in 2019, pretty much everyone knew that at some point something was going to happen to Logic Games, right? So I took the LSAT in uh, June of 2022, and even then, um, you know, instead of having a unknown experimental section, I think I had like two logical reasoning sections, but it prefaced it in the beginning saying that this was an experimental section. The The June 2022 LSAT was a very strange testing cycle um, because a lot of people had, you know, they, they were straight up told that this was uh, uh, going to be probing for different question types because of potential change in the LSAT that would be administered in the, the next couple of years. But no one knew exactly when that was going to happen until this past week's um, news broke that th this would be implemented in August of 2024. Um, but you're right, though. There are, there are many different ways of looking at it um, based upon the individual's own skill set, right? 
So, but, but for you, someone like you, in you in your position who, you know, you're still an undergrad and you haven't had time to really dive into prepping for the LSAT, you really won't have the opportunity to even engage with logic games. For you, it's more or less going to entirely be preparation in terms of, you know, uh, diving into each of the specific sub question types of logic reasoning and reading comprehension. Um, but so th this is kind of, it's kind of a duality between there, there's five more tests to be administered with logic games. So there's one way of looking at it where oh, there's five more opportunities to take, you know, three different question types and diversify risk between them versus in a way putting more eggs into a single basket for logical reasoning, because there are substantially more um, question types that fall under the umbrella of logical reasoning than in logic games. Um, something you'll hear a lot uh, that most people have heard in their preparation for the LSAT in, the, in years past is that logic games is uh, notoriously the most difficult section, but it's also the most easily learnable section for a lot of people. The, or what I should say is the section that you can improve upon the most because it's the most foreign method of thinking in terms of analytical reasoning that most people are unfamiliar with. Um, I think most people have had some uh, general experience with standardized testing, whether it was in elementary school or high school, uh, maybe even in college. But um, at some point, it's a safe bet to say that people have engaged with some form of standardized tests. And, and you know, especially for the reading comprehension section, that kind of holds true even through the LSAT. I mean, it obviously is still really difficult. Um, but logical reasoning is... Uh, going to be gaining a lot more weight with, you know, it already held weight um, substantially more uh, now, now more than ever. But um, it, yeah, it's, do you spend this time preparing for logic games in the hopes that you will have a chance to improve on the section that is notoriously the worst, but also the easiest to gain points on? Or do you spend all this time preparing on understanding and developing a really thorough um, comprehension of every single sub-question type in logical reasoning? Because like I said, um, before you could have two, potentially two sections of logic games and you would know that one of them is experimental. But now it's guaranteed that you'll have two scored sections of logical reasoning. So there's a lot more emphasis placed on, uh, well, generally logical reasoning, but you know, there's also a factor of fatigue that goes into that as well. So you could potentially be engaging with three logical reasoning sections. And, you know, there are just based purely upon the fact that there are so many different question types therein, and your ability to acknowledge a specific question type and respond to it accordingly in, the, in either the stimulus or the uh, information provided in the passage or in the answer, uh, um, set as well through three different sets, which is potentially up to 75 questions of logical reasoning. That's a lot of logical reasoning for a lot of people. And I think some people have a lot of problems with fatigue, especially with the time constraint placed on the LSAT. Whereas before with logic games, if you can, if you're someone who can diagram your information effectively and understand the rules and problem sets, that you can save a little bit of time. Because like I said, um, your ability to diagram information provided to you for one problem set will carry for potentially five questions. Whereas in logical reasoning, 
every single question is different. And I think there's also something to be said for that as well. Um, yeah, it's it's really tricky, isn't it? Yeah, I think that, I mean, that was one of the first few questions like crossed my mind was like, of course you think like anything that happens to the LSAT, it's like, oh, they're getting rid of logic games. But like, what does that like really mean? Like, of course they're not, I would assume they're not trying to make the test any easier because of it, it was a response to the 2019 lawsuit. But it's like, if you think about it, like just even thinking of like the SAT, like mm -hmm. imagining like doubling, of course it's very different, but like almost doubling the time you spend answering like those reading questions. And obviously it's like, it's so much harder, but I think like thinking of the time constraint and thinking of like how, I almost wonder if like, in retrospect, if the logic games, how that would impact overall, it'll be really interesting to see how it impacts overall scores, like how the scores change, even just in the first cycle of these new tests and just seeing like, if, I wonder like if the order of the sections like has any like almost like psychological impact, like how does it affect you going from something like logical reasoning to logic games? Like, does that really like re-stimulate your brain? Does it give you like, you know, I think that's something as someone who's not super, super familiar with like the really like intricacies of every question type, I think that's something like, like that's something I would ask, you know, because I, I don't think I'll be taking the LSAT before they change it. Um, but I think it's interesting if I were in that position, I think that would be a big factor because it's like, of course you want to weigh, you know, like if, if you're in a position where really, I guess this would be rare, but if you're in a position where it's really like you've studied adequately for logical reasoning adequately adequately for the logic games and like you can take either one I feel like it's you'd almost want to know like this kind of I think it's hard because taking it within this window of old test or new test you won't be able to really see like differences I wonder if that almost might incentivize more people to take a gap year to kind of see how this I don't know it's just interesting yeah a couple things about that um I well from the LSAT they are from LSAC rather they mentioned that they don't foresee any um, major changes in the general score trend of the LSAT, but this will be more of an impact to the individual test taker in terms of their personability um, with analytical reasoning versus with logical reasoning. Um, but I think there definitely is something behind the fatigue element to it in terms of the order of sections. Um, because with, before, you could have two sections that are identical back-to-back -back, um, in, the, in the test's current format. But I think the the sheer possibility of having three logical reasoning sections, even if they're not, I mean, there's at least going to be two together if it's the orientation of three logical reasoning sections and one reading comprehension section. That's a lot back-to-back, -back, even with one of them being separated by a reading comprehension. But I still think overall, the, sheer, the, the mere breaking up of another category with logic games in terms of its different way of forcing you to think. It, I think there definitely is something to be said for that in a test where, you know, you have on average less than a minute and a half to respond to a question, find an answer choice. Um, obviously each question is different, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's going to force a lot of people to really think about what they want to do in these next five tests because once June comes around, that that opportunity is sailed. So it's almost like, you know, it's like there's a last ticket chance to get in with the logic games before 
you have to be solely prepared for reading comprehension and logical reasoning. That being said, the LSAT is still going to remain a very, very, very difficult test, um, even after this change is fully realized. But that being said, um, you know, you still have to be prepared for logical reasoning, even if you're still intending on taking the test or the remaining five tests with logic games. So in my position, right, uh, someone who is still uh, planning on taking the LSAT before this change is implemented, which I'm assuming there's still uh, quite a substantial number of people uh, that, that fit this uh, specific demographic. But you, uh, considering the fact that you still have to be prepared for logical reasoning, it seems to be um, probably more practical for most people to prepare for logic games and do your best as um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, that logic games is the section most people tend to improve on the most and get the most points earned on. But if that becomes the case where either you don't get the score you want or you're not fully confident in your ability to diagram information in the way that logic games requires you to, that you, you would the preparation you've already put in towards understanding logical reasoning can merely be uh, capitalized on further uh, in preparation for a heavier emphasis on logical reasoning from August 2024 onwards. Yeah, I think that's interesting. And it's hard because like, just going back to your position specifically, it's like, I, I guess like you would kind of fit the category of like, is it worth it to like wait? But I also agree that, you know, like these changes aren't designed to make it any easier. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, I don't know from like I guess again like kind of a zoomed out perspective I think it's really going to depend on I think one of the other interesting thing that you mentioned earlier is that you don't know which one is um like unscored right I, and I think that's something where I guess like as a test taker I guess that's a good thing because like it you know it makes it feel like the real thing and that's what the test is going to be eventually so I think that's just I think that's an interesting element and I don't know like I don't know how people are going to feel about that like what do you think like the whole like not knowing which one's unscored like how do you think that's gonna play out well that already kind of has weight now in the LSAT the way it's been administered but you knew at the very least or at least you will know up until June that you're gonna have one section of each of the three question types that are scored. And it's just going to be one duplicate that will be unscored and experimental. So um, for instance, if you have one section of reading comprehension, one section of logic games, and then two sections of logic reasoning, you know that one of those two uh, logical reasoning sections would be unscored, but you wouldn't necessarily know that until um, you've completed until you've gotten up to the last section, right? So if I had like logic games, the first section, reading comprehension, the next section, and then I had logic reasoning, the section after that, and then another one, you know, you, you wouldn't really know what your duplicate is until it's all done, right? Unless you had logic reasoning first, logic reasoning second, then you could know that, okay, it's either going to be reading comprehension next or logic games next. The thing is you still won't know which section is unscored in the same way that you can't really tell or you can't really anticipate what that next duplicate section would be in the 2024 version onward or the August 2024 version onward 
uh, until you've already um, vetted what the first three, right? So if I had logic games, logic games, or sorry, uh, logical reasoning, logical reasoning, logical reasoning, I know it's going to be reading comprehension at the end, and that I've already had a duplicate. Um, in the same way that you know, if you have reading comprehension, reading comprehension, you know that one of those is going to be experimental, and then that the, the other two will be logical reasoning. So I, I think I think just knowing what your possibilities are, because you know it, it is only going to be one of three experimental sections versus one of two, but you're still going to know for a fact that you'll be engaging with at least one reading comprehension section, at least two logical reasoning sections, and knowing that it's either going to be one of two test orientations, I think is going to be something that weighs on people's mind. Um, I think most people will have a lot more difficulty, I think, generally speaking, with logical reasoning, because they're just the sheer number of different question types that fit under that umbrella category. I mean, and a lot of people, generally speaking, have had experience with um, reading comprehension in the way it's oriented with like passage and then question types that generally increase in difficulty. You know, that that's more or less been so, in some way mirrored in other standardized tests that I think most people can... Uh, uh, say they have had some experience with in years past since they've been going through primary education. So I think just understanding that is going to, you know, it's it's ultimately going to be a decision for um, only for people that, you know, are, are planning on taking the LSAT up until June, because after that, you you don't have a choice. You know, it's going to be one of those two test types. So um, there's going to be, there's going to need to be a lot more emphasis placed on logical reasoning, especially coming up for a lot of people who are planning on taking the LSAT um, from August, 2024 onward. But one more thing I wanna say before passing it back to you is people um, such as myself are you know, studying for the LSAT now and potentially gonna take it from you know, January onwards. If people plan on waiting to take the LSAT until August, you also have to keep in mind that if you're planning on applying in the 2024, 2025 cycle, if you wanna be at the earliest competitive, uh, you know, advantage. You know, we we had mentioned this in a previous episode about the admissions timeline, right? You had to keep in mind at the earliest you're gonna you won't get your test back until you know the end of August. So you're already gonna be waiting. At, you're already gonna be getting your test back at the beginning of the application cycle. So um, until LSAC releases their um, you know test calendar for the 2024 2025 cycle. Uh, apart from August, um, you know, that that's also going to have to play in people's uh, decisions on what they want to do, because, uh, you know, with that much more emphasis placed on logical reasoning, and if you aren't 100% prepared, you're putting a lot of, uh, you know, you're really rolling your, your dice on that August 2024 test, because if you want to be at that first moment to apply, uh, you know, that's, that's something that people are really going to have to think about. Yeah, I think yeah, that's definitely stressful. Um, I, I don't think I'll be in that position then, but um, I think another question that kind of comes to mind is like, because it's going to be so focused on logical reasoning, do you anticipate any, do you think, just, I guess this is more of like a, um, like, I don't know if there's any way to really know this now, but do you anticipate any like sort of like attempts to incorporate at least like the I don't know what the word is like the some sort of 
concept like logic games in logical reasoning? Like, is do you think that there's any way to sort of represent that aspect still or no? Uh, personally, I don't think so. Um, I think, you know, from from all the information that's been made available in the past week, um, replacing logic games with just another section of logic reasoning, it's really hard to test analytical reasoning methodology in logical reasoning based questions because you don't have that that sorting element in logical reasoning. That that's why that entire entirely different category was made in the first place. Um, it's confusing to me why they didn't replace logic games with a different method of testing analytical reasoning. Um, I, you know, I can only guess as to how difficult it is to make LSAT questions. Uh, you know, this is a multi-billion-dollar uh, enterprise here. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if this is going to be a permanent uh, state of affairs in the long run. It seems to be the case that this will be the status quo for the foreseeable future, at the very least. So I think, uh, you know, removing an entire, you know, a section of, uh, of reasoning is going to be really interesting to see how that plays out and, um, and also how it reflects on law school admissions and uh, law school rankings as well, what, what they're looking for. Um, you know, does this impact the legal profession? I would assume it, it has to, right? Um, yeah, it, how is this going to be compensated in, uh, you know, the law school curriculum as well? Um, I don't know. I, I think it's just going to be something ultimately that we're going to have to see play out in real time and wait to see a couple of years how that actually uh, has a change on, you know, law school students, law school applicants, and, you know, ultimately aspiring lawyers. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's definitely a major update and, you know, it's an exciting time for, for some people, maybe a daunting time for others. But like I said, up until August of next year, it's anyone's game. Yeah. Um, before we wrap it up here, do you have any uh, concluding remarks on this? I, I think daunting and exciting are equally present here. I think that's, as I think for both of us, like at this time, it's, I think you're a little deeper in the process than me, but I think anyone who's just like, even like if you're, I don't know, like two, three years younger than I am, like just the whole I think it'll be cool to see like I think there is some advantageous like point in being able to see really how this plays out a little bit after but I also think like I don't know like there's nothing like timing is how it is I think it'll be interesting to see how it goes and I'm not assuming the test will be easier but it's definitely definitely a change and I think it was very sudden and a lot of people didn't expect it but I think it's gonna I don't know. I'm excited to see how, like, what people think preemptively, and then kind of how it is implemented, and what implications that has for law school in general. I couldn't agree more, Grace. <laughs> um, I'd like to thank you again for joining me. Another episode, always a pleasure. Uh, I think that'll wrap it up for this episode of the Court Report podcast. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we will be back shortly with another episode.